All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hockey fans love to fantasize about buying out contracts, but they don't often realize the human component on the other end of a buyout. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking, presented by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Today's guest is Dallas Stars forward Matt Duchesne, who is now in his 15th season with his fifth NHL team. Drafted third overall by the Colorado Avalanche in 2009, Duchesne debuted with the Abs that season, notching 24 goals. Scores! Matt Duchesne, his first NHL goal, and it's tied up the game 2-2. He led all rookies in scoring with 55 points and netted the game-winning shootout goal against the Canucks to clinch the Avalanche a playoff spot. A chance for Matt Duchesne, the rookie, to secure a playoff for the Colorado Avalanche. Matt Duchesne. Scores! And the Avs are in the playoffs, and you can see they're all down to celebrate with Craig Anderson. Duchesne was chosen to participate in the 2011 NHL All-Star Game, and fun fact, he became the first player in All-Star Game history to be awarded a penalty shot. In 2014, Duchesne cracked one of the toughest rosters in the sport, selected to represent Canada at the 2014 Winter Olympics at the age of 23, where he helped Team Canada capture gold in Sochi. Canadian players are standing. All of Canada is standing. Count it down, Canada. You've got another gold. Canada has won the gold medal. 
After almost a decade in Colorado, Duchesne was traded to the Ottawa Senators in a three-team trade. And just 15 months later, the Sens entered a rebuild, and he was moved to Columbus. On July 1st that year, he inked a seven-year, $56 million contract with the Nashville Predators. And in the Music City, Duchesne found a sense of peace and a place to call home. In 2022, he put up career bests in points and goals. But last summer, the Predators shocked Duchesne and the hockey world when new GM Barry Trotz decided to buy out the remaining three years of his deal. Matt Duchesne, who didn't think he'd be a UFA, and he became one 24 hours ago, has signed a one-year, $3 million deal with the Dallas Stars. That stung, left Duchesne reeling, but by the next day, Duchesne signed a one-year deal with the Dallas Stars, and he's rewarded them with a stellar season. Suter with a blast save, rebound, scored! Matt Duchesne! Today, we're going to talk about how he landed in Big D, his departure from Nashville, how he processed a roller coaster 24 hours, and how he's somehow been able to park it all. Here's my conversation with Dallas Star Center, Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne, give me one word to describe your experience with the Dallas Stars so far. Oh, one word. Fun. I mean, it's been great. The guys are awesome. City's great. I think the fan base is something that has blown me away probably the most. I kind of had an idea of what I was walking into in terms of the organization and the guys and stuff like that. But in terms of the fans, I, I didn't realize how passionate they are about our team. And I mean, it's Dallas, Texas. I mean, it's one of the best sports cities in the world. So I shouldn't have been surprised, I guess. But, you know, you think about Dallas, you think about the Cowboys. And then after that, it's kind of a toss up. But I think it was about a month into the the season, my my wife said to me that she couldn't believe how passionate the fans were and how many kind of super fans there are like compared to other places we've played. And I've been lucky to play in front of some great fan bases. And this one is uh, definitely right up there, if not right at the top. Yeah, so I want to ask you about Dallas and why sometimes you guys might fly under the radar, specifically with you know a lot of the talk about Stanley Cup contenders. But I want to bring you back to sort of how you landed in Dallas to begin with. And you were bought out June 30th, the last possible day that you could. Just take me back to the moment. Like It caught me by surprise. I'm sure a lot of people you know, in the hockey world, what was your reaction? Did you know it was coming? No, I, I found out 20 minutes before you did. Had no clue. Probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through, but it just felt like uh, it, it was short-lived, to be honest, the pain of it. And that first 24 hours is really hard because I had to go from, you know, you're grieving and you're upset. And Nashville is a place that our family considers home and will likely be home kind of for the rest of our life. That's the plan as of now. But you know, that old adage, you know, man plans, God laughs kind of is true. And, you know, being a guy who's a Christian and has a pretty deep faith, that was something that I really leaned on. And, and it just felt like it was just, you know, one of those things that was supposed to happen. And what made it so painful? I was committed. I wanted to be a predator for the rest of my career. I was sticking that thing out. You know, obviously they're, they're having a pretty good year right now and, and they're kind of, they're retooling a bit, going another direction. And 
Hence why I ended up out of there and so many of the other guys did. I was in it for the long haul and it was, you know, like I kind of had the rest of my career kind of planned out, I guess. Uh, I wanted to win a cup there. You know, I, I think that city is so special and the fan base is amazing. The organization, everything. I was tight with a lot of the guys there, still am. It was a place where I just, I thought that would be the last stop along the way. But, you know, this is a tough business and I definitely am grateful that I was able to choose my next step and place to go. And, you know, it's worked out as good as it possibly could have to this point. At the time, you were one year away from a 43-goal, 86-point season. Like, you're, it was some of the best hockey you'd ever played. Did you ever get an explanation as to why? Yeah, a little bit. I think they just, at the end of the day, it was just about changing direction, I think, of the franchise. And I think a lot of it was just pulling the roots out of what was there, I guess. And kind of, obviously, once a new guy comes in, they want to do their own thing. And and go their own way and you got to be a big boy about it I guess and for me it was it was really tough and it felt very very personal but at the end of the day it's this is a tough business and people are going to do what they think is best and I think over time you realize that a bit more once your heart you know heals a little bit and you get a little bit further away from it you see it a little more clear and for me again I just I continue to lean in my faith and just know that God has a great plan for me and and I'm exactly where I, I'm supposed to be I think the biggest thing for me is that I never doubted my hockey ability or anything of where I am. I mean, yeah, that was the best year of my career two years ago. Last year at the deadline when we kind of blew everything up, I was just under a point per game. I got hurt. You know, I got the end of my figure blown off at the end of the year. So I wasn't able to continue to help the guys try and make that playoff push, which really sucked. Obviously, we were really thin. You know, Phil Forsberg was hurt. Roman Yossi was hurt. Me and Colton Sissons were kind of the last men standing in there. And you guys were still scrapping to make it. We were. Yeah, the young guys were playing great. And, you know, we were winning we weren't scoring a lot. So, you know, your production goes down a bit, but I didn't really care. I was just, all, all it was, it was about making the playoffs and it would have been such a great story. And we were, we were damn close. So, you know, kind of have it end the way it did sucked with that injury, obviously a pretty traumatic injury too, for those, uh, you know, it took about three months to get, you know, kind of back to somewhat normal and it still give me, gives me problems here and there, but crazy, crazy whirlwind. And honestly, I think the older I've gotten, the more grateful I've become for adversity. I used to resent it. And now I think everything I've been through that's been, I guess, quote unquote negative or, or testing in my career, I'm just really grateful for it because I've learned so many great lessons and just become stronger. And it feels like, you know, God has put me in those positions and in those situations to, you know, improve something or, or get to a different place as a person. And yeah, I feel like, you know, I learned a lot through everything I've gone through. And, you know, last summer when that all went down, I think, uh, the strength I'd felt through it uh, from friends and family. And then obviously through my faith, you know, it was the best point of my life to be able to deal with something like that. So there's not a day that goes by. I don't wake up and I'm not grateful for some of that, that I went through. I'm not, honestly, I'm grateful for it. And, and it, it uh, I'm really grateful to be a Dallas star and be part of such an amazing team and organization. So you mentioned whirlwind and it was kind of quite literally that like you were signed in Dallas one day later. Yeah. How did you yeah. know you know, that Dallas was the right place aside from Jim Nill, maybe being the nicest man on the planet. Yeah, what, yeah, what kind seriously. of swayed you to, to go there and, and pull the trigger so quickly? Like you could have taken your time and said, Hey, I want to really play this out and make sure it's the right fit. Fortunately enough, I didn't have to worry about, you know, I'm kind of, I've been blessed financially in my career. And I was kind of at the point of my career where it was kind of the last thing that was on my mind. It was more about the fit for myself hockey wise. And then also for my family. Right. I mean, to be uprooted, you know, from your home. And I've played a lot of really great places, but it's the only place we've played where we're like, 
damn, this is home, you know? And when I signed in Nashville, I knew I was going to love it. I didn't know I'd love it as much as I did. And we just were ingrained. My wife's family moved from Colorado to just south of Nashville. It's been a great fit for them as well. I feel like every time I turned around, you had a guitar in your hand. Like it was, that was for you. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The music was probably what drew me there at at the very start. I mean, my third game of my career was in Nashville and I was like, wow, this city is insane. And then we really fell in love with it during the All-Star Game in 2016. And, you know, it was kind of the place that I had my eyes on of wanting to go at some point. And, and they had their eyes on you. Like David Poyle had yeah. mentioned that he had been after you for a long time. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's kind of funny. When when I got there, I could feel within a, probably two months of being there, I could feel that the organization was probably on its way to some sort of transition. And obviously we made a coaching change. And then it was kind of just some up and down years. And, you know, we probably underachieved. If you look at the roster we had, we just couldn't quite find that cohesiveness, I guess. It was one of the best groups of guys, if not the best group of guys. I've been really lucky with that, especially the last few years. But the character and the culture and the guys we had in that room were unbelievable. So it wasn't for lack of trying. We all wanted to bring a cup to Nashville. And I mean, winning the cup so hard. I mean, you see so many great teams that don't do it over the years. And we were maybe one of them that wasn't quite able to reach the level that we needed to. But get back to your original question, I think, you know, I looked at that when I had to make a decision. You know, there was a couple teams that came to mind right off the bat. And I think Dallas called maybe a minute after. Uh, I remember Pete DeBoer called me that night and he said, when I read the news, I called Jim Nill. And it was probably five minutes after I, it got released and he had already called your agent. So they were number one team in my head when it all went down. I would have really explored them actually at free agency back in 2019, but they just didn't have the cap room at the time. So we had a conversation, my agent called and and they just said, yeah, we can't, we can't do it numbers, numbers wise. And there's obviously lots of teams like that, right? That when you're trying to go to a, a top team, you've got to either take less or there's no room for you, one or the other. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the case then back in 2019. So they knew I had interest in playing for the stars then. And when this all went down, they were right in the mix right away. I had it narrowed down pretty quick. I was really lucky to have some great options. Dallas was ended up being the top. I, it was funny at one point. So I find out at 11.30 on the Friday. I think, yeah, it was Friday. I just finished like workout and found out. By I think one o'clock the next day, I kind of had it narrowed down to a couple teams. And I was like, how am I going to make this decision? I had a piece of paper. I had pros and cons. I had my family with me all day. I didn't eat for like almost two days. I think I lost like six or seven pounds in uh, you know, that time and just so stressed out. I Thank need God that I diet. Had... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all do. <laughs> but uh I I went from, you know, at one o'clock I was I'm like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Uh, at one point I asked I, I kind of called the two teams I was kind of in between. I just said, Hey, how much time do I have here? I might need a little bit of time here. I'm reeling emotionally. I've never cried so much in my life. I'm not a crier either. I was just going through so much and I was like, how the hell am I ever going to pick? And all of a sudden it was just like, at one o'clock, I was like, I'm going to need two or three days. And at three o'clock, I decided (laughs) it was wild. It just hit me. I talked to a couple people I trust and outside of my family and everybody was telling me Dallas. And for so many reasons, I mean, Jim Nill, like you said, I, I had probably 10 people tell me he might be the best human being in hockey. And he's lived up to that all around. And then I knew Pete DeBoer from Team Canada stuff. I knew Steve Spott from Team Canada stuff. Misha Donskov, who we hired from Vegas, I knew from Team Canada stuff. So there was that kind of Ontario-Canada connection. It just felt right and comfortable. And 
it's felt that way from day one. It's been really fun. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So put me in your shoes in August, okay? You you sign July 1, you get settled, you go through the kind of grieving process of being like, hey, this team didn't want me anymore. Yeah. But then are you angry, motivated? Like what drove you through the rest of the summer to be ready to play? I'll be honest. I was, was I angry? Yeah, of course I was angry. I was hurt. I was all those things like anybody would be. If, if I wasn't, I don't care enough, you know? And I know I've talked about God a lot in this interview, but I can't not talk about it because it's so much of my life. And especially, you know, last few years, I really dove deep into my faith even more. Uh, I've been a Christian my whole life, but it was like God was saying to me the whole time, this is going to hurt like hell, but I promise it'll be quick. Just kept hearing that in my head. It sounds, I mean, for people that aren't believers, it's going to sound like a bunch of crap, but honestly, I got around it quick. My wife looked at me at the end of the summer and said, I don't know how you got through that. I don't know how you did it like you did. I thought you were going to be a mess all summer. And I said, I did too. Once I got to Dallas, we were so excited to get down there. We made it easy too, is my kids are at the age where they're young enough that they can adjust and make jumps. So that took some of the pressure off because I was really worried about them. My son started going to school. The school's unbelievable. He made friends quick. He was loving it. He fell in love with hockey. He always loved my games, but he fell in love with playing himself, which made it easy. Obviously, with it being my passion, it, it was really fun to see that happen. And then my wife, who I was really worried about being away from her family again, because obviously when we left Colorado, she's from there. We left her family then. That was hard on her then. 
at that point moved to Ottawa, a different country, different first time she'd ever moved away. So that was really hard. And I, w- I was wondering how I was going to go this time. And and within like a month, she's like, I'm so comfortable here and this is great. So it was honestly way easier than we ever expected. And I just feel blessed for that. And the guys were great off the bat. The coaches were great. I mean, in the summer, right after everything happened, Pete DeBoer took like a little plane from like Grand Bend or where he's from down in Southern Ontario up to Aurelia, grabbed Steve's spot because he's on uh, Simcoe, Lake Simcoe there. And they drove up to my place and they just sat down out back with me. And, you know, I walked them around the property, showed them kind of everything. They know my parents a little bit. So I walked them next door. My parents live next door to us in the summer. We have a big point on the lake. It's awesome. So that's the big perk of being in cottage country, right? As your sort of home base is that it's an attractive place for people to come visit you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, they came up and right away, just again, they just made me feel so comfortable. And I kind of knew what I was walking into and my back was up. I mean, you feel like you can trust the situation. And all of a sudden I thought I was part of the plan going forward in Nashville. That was, that's what I thought right up until that all happened. It was when Johansson got traded, he was probably in the same boat. When he got traded, I- Your spidey senses were tingling? Yeah, a little bit. I was just like, hey, maybe this is going further than we thought. When they came, I was very uptight. I, as much as I knew them, once when something like that happens to you, you kind of have that, you know, protection kind of reaction, right? And that went down pretty quick. We had a really candid, open, awesome conversation, and, and they just made me feel so comfortable. And you go from feeling very unwanted to extremely wanted by a really good hockey team with really good people involved. And that's what's so funny about this business, right? Is it's puzzle pieces, right? One There's, day you're down, the next day you're up. Yeah. And it's like every team needs different pieces and what works for one team might not work for another. And this was the first time I really went through that in this league because obviously I've been traded, been with different teams, but every time it was my choice kind of to move on from that team and just because it wasn't the right fit for me and at the at that time. And like I said, I'm grateful for everywhere I've been and I've enjoyed everywhere and everywhere was a great place for me at one time or another, but sometimes you have to move on to different things and you know, you're chasing different things and you're learning, you're going through all that. And but this was the first time it was not by choice. So it was a different experience for sure. You mentioned how all those stops kind of prepared you to be able to handle this. You know, it's one thing to kind of question, you know, hey, this team might not want me. But then the next sort of link to that is, can I still play at this level? Can I get to the, you know, the pinnacle that I was at previously? So you've had an exceptional career. Number three pick. You've been traded for multiple first round picks. You've made... 75 million bucks, but is the transition that you've made from where you were in the summer to the hockey that you've played this year, is that one of the bigger accomplishments of your career? Good question. Um, Yes and no. I think, like I said, I never doubted where I was at as a hockey player. You know, my first two years in Nashville, were uh, everything was out of whack for pretty much everybody. I had a really hot start there. Then kind of the team went through some uh, slump. I went through slumps. We were trying to find our way. We weren't scoring. It was then the next year, COVID year, all the COVID stuff, right? And then the last two years, I was pretty happy with where I was at. And I didn't really think I had to reinvent anything. I think moving back to center really helped me because I felt playing wing, it takes a little bit of your skating out of the equation, right? And that's one of the things that makes me me, I guess, and is a strength of mine. And and I, I felt coming in, to Dallas being right back at center. Did they tell you you would be when you... They did, yes. When, you, the, when they when, visited when, you. Yeah, when Pete and Spotter came up, they told me they saw me at, as a centerman and 
that I'd be playing with Sagan and Marchman. I was just really excited to play with those two guys. I knew I was big fans of their games and I, I knew like their production was down from the year before, but year to year, it's, I always joke that, you know, the NHL should be called the SHL, the situational hockey league instead of the national hockey league, because one guy plays one place and lights it up and then he goes and plays somewhere else and he's the exact same player, but it just doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And not saying those two didn't, but year to year that can happen in, in your own environment. Right. And, but the big thing I knew about those two guys and, and then skating with them in Dallas right away, I'm like, geez, both these guys look unbelievable. And I remember talking to them on the ice and just saying early on, just be like, guys, we have the potential to be with our skill sets. If we believe that we can, we can be one of the best lines in this league, not just, you know, and we can push obviously the top line here last year, which has been jumbled a little bit now, again, year to year, right? Was a top three, if not best line in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when that lines together, they're still unbelievable. But I said to those guys, I said, we can, we can either match them or we can push them at least, you know, let's do that. And that internal competition and that internal, you're always rooting for your guys. Like when they score, you're pumped. And then you're also like, okay, now we got to keep up, you know? And I'm, I know those guys feel the same way. And I think that's a really good dynamic to have. And that was something I talked about with those guys right off the bat was like, Hey, let's push ourselves and believe here that we can be this. And I think within, you know, 15, 20 games, we were kind of like, I know those two were like, wow, this is actually happening now. And we still got another level. And obviously you're going to have your nights where you're great. And you're going to have your nights where you're just okay. And nights where you're bad. And, but we've been able, when we've had a bad game, we've been able to respond really quickly. So your original question, I would say, I believe that this could happen. I I could be in this position. I believe in myself and I'm always going to bet on myself, but you know, you never know, like I said, it's a situation and you never know how it's going to play out. So my, my mentality coming in was just, Hey, come in, play your game, fit in to the system, everything like that. And you'll find your niche within that. That was kind of that. And that was just experience, right. Of going through this situation a few other times. So again, like I said, like at this point in my life, I was the most prepared for this kind of uh, change. You called it the situational hockey league. I, I prefer to think of it as the never hungry league, but you know, maybe that's <laughs> it's just that me. too. It's definitely the never hungry league too. <laughs> um, so it's interesting though. Like you mentioned Marchment and Sagan and how they told you that that would be your line in the summer for a million reasons that almost never stays true. You guys have played almost the entire season together, 490 minutes already at even strength. You mentioned also kind of how the lines feed off of each other. And I look at this Stars team and I say, tell me where the hole is. And this is not me pandering to talking to you. I picked you guys to win the Stanley Cup before the season started. Like, what is the expectation for this team? And you guys sort of just quietly go about it. I mentioned if you talk to people around the league fanfare-wise, it's – Edmonton right now with the heater that they've been on or Colorado in the season that they've had or people talk about the defending champs in Vegas are you guys okay not getting the same sort of love and attention and flying under the radar yeah I think we are and I think it both maybe insulates you a bit or it shields you a little bit from too much outside expectation although I do think this team could handle it it's probably the most mature veteran group I've been around, not just from the veterans, but from the young guys too. The young guys are mature beyond their years. It's a really amazing vibe. And I think it starts with Jim Nill. A lot of teams, when they get in this position where they're looked at to be a contender, you always have those speeches at the start of the year and and from the, the, the GM and the coach. And you don't remember the words necessarily come February, 
but you remember the message and the vibe, if that makes sense. The kind of... And what was it? Jim said, I think he said something to the effect of, I'm not going to say it's Stanley Cup or bust. Like That's such an ignorant statement to make because the league's too good. Injuries happen. Hot goalies can steal series. I mean, look at Boston last year, right? And then Florida. Like Florida was barely making the playoffs. And there was like crazy upset near the end of the year. They barely got in. And then they upset the Bruins and they go to the finals and almost win the cup, right? So he kind of said like, you know, that was his sentiment was like, you can't say it's Stanley Cup or bust, but like, how can we put ourselves in the best position to win the Stanley Cup? That I, th- I just felt that was so wise and just very even keel, very confident, but also humble and just sets a tone. And at that tone, and then Pete had a great speech, very similar. And the other thing we talked about too is that everyone's bought into is it's a little, little less for a lot more. It's kind of our team slogan where if you look at guys' ice time, especially up front, we're so deep. Guys can't play 21, 22 minutes. I mean, you look at some of the other teams, so the top guys in the league right now that, you know, numbers wise, they're playing 23, 24 minutes a night on forward, which is extremely hard to do over 82 games. And if you do that with our team, you're going to have guys that are just not going to be able to bring what they they can bring because we're, we are so deep. So that was a, another sentiment right from the beginning. And every guy has bought into that. And that is such a key to our success. And, you know, it's funny, you have games where maybe you're not out there as much as you want, but you're sitting there and you're watching these unbelievable players do their thing. And you're not even like, you're, you just enjoy watching when you're not out there. So that's a long answer, but um, that vibe has kind of been kind of what we've built this on and kind of our day-to-day. And doesn't matter if we're down three goals or we're up three goals. We are just like this all the time, for better and for worse at times, you know? And uh, 95% of the time, it's a good thing. It keeps us... Uh, we've had a lot of comeback wins. We've had a lot of overtime wins. We've given up a first goal a lot this year and it hasn't bothered us one bit. So I think... That's like a playoff mentality, and you can't ride that roller coaster. And this team does a really good job at staying even keel. All right. So the last year has been a roller coaster. You mentioned comeback. I'll leave you with this. This has been the Matt Duchesne comeback tour. But I think <laughs> I'm curious, you know, what's next? What does this look like for you? Are you going to be, is Dallas a place that you'd like to stay, or is this here for a good time, not a long time? Honestly, it's hard to answer that question publicly because I know everyone's going to read into my answer, but this is a place I definitely want to explore staying. I'm trying to not think about that too much. Yeah, is it a little bit of a carrot in front of me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, when you're on a one-year deal, you know that you're kind of dancing for your supper every night that way. I've never been one to be driven by the money side of things. I think you always want to get your worth and, and earn and get what you've earned. But at the same time, I, I play for the love of the game. I play to win a Stanley Cup and I play to be the best player that I can be. And, you know, I take my kind of my legacy or my career, what I'm going to look back on when I'm retired very, very seriously. And this feels like a really good fit for me, both my family, hockey-wise. There's just an incredible organization, incredible group of guys, and we're we're extremely happy uh, in Dallas for sure. So we'll see what the future holds and hopefully we can make something work. Matt Duchesne, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your time and best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks to Matt for taking the time to join the pod during a Stars road trip and to Joe Calvillo from the Stars PR team for helping coordinate the chat. Raw, open, honest. It's not often you get such an insightful peek into the psyche of a pro hockey player, but Duchesne had no problem talking about wounds that are probably still fresh. 
It's a big reason why he's been able to be successful, the fact that he's willing to go there. And maybe my biggest takeaway from my conversation with him is the confidence required to be a top-level pro hockey player. That belief that no matter what, even after someone tells you that they don't want you, you're still one of the best in the world. It'd be easy to be rattled and crumble, but he hasn't. That'll do it for this week's edition of Frankly Speaking with Will I See You Again? Here are these sacred souls. hockey fans listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season it's called the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge and let me tell you it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience now here's the deal every playoff game day you're going to be faced with four questions it's like your own personal playoff puzzle and here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way first up you got to pick the winning team that sounds simple right but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.